this is Kara Foster from First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky, and you're listening to our sermons podcast. And if you want to find out more information, you can connect with us at www.madisonvilledisciples.org or come in person at 1030 College Drive, uh, Madisonville, Kentucky. Subscribe and enjoy these podcasts. Friends, I wanted to mention that uh, we had some new church members join during our 8.30 service today, and we give thanks for that this morning. James and Janet McLean decided to make it official and join our community of faith, and so we give thanks to God for that. And as I get ready to read the scripture this morning, I invite you to read with me today. We're in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, beginning in verse 11. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. And then Jesus asked, were not ten made clean, but the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, get up, go on your way, your faith has made you well. So Jesus is traveling towards Jerusalem, and he's approached by a pack of lepers, ten lepers. They call out to Jesus for mercy, but they keep their distance. They do what lepers are supposed to do. Leprosy had made them perpetually unclean in a time that did not fully understand how viruses were spread. This is what they do. Lepers had to live on the outside of society. Sometimes they would band together. They would Uh, bang on, uh, make sounds and ring bells so that people knew they were coming near so that people could flee from them. They lived totally outside of society. They had to leave their family, their home. They couldn't go to the temple. Untouchable, unclean. Now these 10 lepers, they might have all come from different circumstances in life, rich or poor, educated, uneducated. It didn't matter. Leprosy had made them family. They were outcasts. Luke mentions that one of them was a Samaritan. What does it matter? These two groups would typically not have anything to do with each other, but leprosy had united them. He's just another leper now. Jesus, have mercy on us, is what they call out to Jesus. Have mercy on us. And he does. He sees them first with compassion. And I don't want to just push on past that, but just to take note, it's it's a reminder for all of us. When we come across people we meet and know that maybe confound us, maybe confuse us, maybe we don't understand at all, is our first instinct one of compassion. Jesus has mercy on them. One of my One of a nonprofit that I really admire, it's called Thistle Farms. It's out of Nashville, Tennessee. And their, their mission at Thistle Farms is especially to women, helping women 
get off the streets. And they have a saying at Thistle Farms that their founder says they live by at Thistle Farms. Instead of asking women, what have you done? They ask, what has happened to you? It's a ministry of compassion. Jesus looks at these outcasts, and his first instinct is compassion. And he tells them to go and show themselves to the priests. Now, when they heard this news, they must have known this was their chance, their hope. What we all can sort of miss living in our time is that to be included back into society, to be found clean and healed, you needed a priest to give the official blessing that yes, indeed, this group of people are healed. And so when Jesus tells them to go and show themselves to the priest, they must have dared to hope that this long, painful nightmare could be over. They needed that blessing from a priest. In fact, uh, the Jewish faith even has a ritual called a mikvah that is a water purity ritual that has its roots right in our own baptism tradition. A priest had to give the official blessing that you would then be made clean and could enter society again. So before you could hug your family, before you could sit around at the dinner table, before you could be in the synagogue, you needed that priest's blessing. They run towards the priest. And while they are running, they realize that they are healed, that their skin is well. Nine kept doing what they were told and run straight to the future to that priest. Only one, only one, when he realized what had happened, had to just stop and turn back to the giver of the gift. He had to go back to Jesus and express the gratitude he has in his heart for what has happened. Luke happens to mention, surprise, surprise, that the one who realizes that he needs to do this is the Samaritan, the one whose faith was supposedly so wrong, the heathen of the bunch. The contemporary version of scripture called The Message, I like to read it sometimes just to hear it in a new way, says one of them, when he realized that he was healed, turned around, came back, shouting his gratitude, glorifying God. He kneeled at Jesus' feet, so grateful he couldn't thank him enough, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus said, we're not ten healed. Where are the nine? Can none be found to come back and give glory to God except this outsider? And then he said to him, get up on your way. Your faith has healed and saved you. Nine ran as fast as they could to the future. Nine ran straight ahead and never looked back. Nine wanted this long nightmare to be over, but one turned around. Now, technically, the other nine did what Jesus asked them to do, to go and show themselves to the priests. Only one decided to come back, not because he had to, but because he wanted to. It's that one who didn't listen to Jesus' instructions that turned this lesson, this miracle, into a lesson of faith for you and for me. I'm curious about him. He was the one who wasn't supposed to get it, the one whose faith was so wrong, the Samaritan, the outsider, and yet he realizes that he has to stop right then 
turn around and give thanks to the giver of the gift. All the other ones just wanted to keep moving towards the future. Remember men? Remember when? No, they didn't want to remember when. They wanted to look towards the future. They had received healing. They didn't want to look back. But the Samaritan gets it. He gets it. Even though he doesn't have to. He wanted to go back to Jesus. He just had to tell him the gratitude in his heart for all that had been given to him. You know, the great Protestant reformer Martin Luther lived in the 16th century. He was once asked, what is the true nature of worship? Describe the true nature of worship. In other words, why worship? What are we doing in worship? And Luther's answer was, it's the tenth leper turning back. That was worship for him. All ten of those lepers realized their skin was made well, but only one realized he needed to go back to the giver of the gift and recognize all that has been done for him. So do me a favor this morning. I want you just for a moment to think about your own lives. What are the good gifts of your life? What are the things that God has done for you that you know on your very last day you will be grateful for? What are those gifts in your life? Take a moment to just think about what those gifts are in your life. Thanksgiving isn't actually a Christian holiday, but the sentiment of gratitude certainly fits our faith. We need Thanksgiving, maybe even more than we realize sometimes. We, we need Thanksgiving in our life. It's not the football or the Macy's Day Parade or the turkey and dressing and cranberries fresh from the can. We need Thanksgiving in our life. We need it. And I happen to think we need it because sometimes, I don't know about you, but in my life, sometimes we can be so focused on what's coming next that we can get so busy, so much busyness, activities, events, celebrations, work deadlines, obligations, on and on. And we just keep on looking ahead towards the future of what's coming next and we never take time to turn around and say thank you to the giver of the gift. To just stop and say thank you for this wild, imperfect life of mine. Because life is a gift. As you gather around your Thanksgiving tables this week, I'm mindful some of you will be around full Thanksgiving dining room tables. Some of us will be at Cracker Barrel. Some will be with a TV tray. And some of you will be stuck at the kitty table with your cousins, and I'm really sorry about that. Your time will come, I promise. But I hope, as you gather around the Thanksgiving table this week, that you will remember this former leper who turned a miracle moment into a lesson on faith for you and for me. Stop. Recognize the gifts that God has given you in your life. And not just on Thursday. 
Stop and recognize the giver of the gift. You know, sometimes we think people know how we feel, so we tend to leave things unsaid, especially if we think it's going to make us cry, so we really don't want to talk about it then. But I just encourage you this week, try not to leave things unsaid. Go ahead and speak through the tears, because frankly, you never, ever know when a Thanksgiving meal can turn into communion, where bread is broken and Christ is present. And my hope for all of us, for all of us listening online and on the radio and in the room this morning, my hope and my prayer for us all is that when we get up from the Thanksgiving table this week, more than our bellies will be filled. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, we thank you for this former leper who has shown us what it means to stop, to look back, to say thank you. Forgive us when we fail to come before you. Forgive us for notice, not noticing the ways you have carried us and blessed us with blessings too many to name, too many to count. Help us to be a people who are ready and willing to pull another seat up at the table for one more. Help us to be a people grounded in gratitude and thank you for this former leper, for the example he is to us all. May we follow his lead. Amen. <laughs>